This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a preschooler and a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two kids under six, and a baby on the way. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, I don't think I like my kids' friends. Plus, Nicole Blaze comes back for a visit as guest host. Biz feels beat up, and we talk to Teresa. Oh, we got a new woo in the house. Uh, Joining me today to woo on One Bad Mother is author and journalist Nicole Blades. And we had her on earlier on in the uh, show a couple years ago to talk about her blog at the time, uh, Miss Mary Mack, that focused on parenting from many perspectives, and her amazing piece uh, for Jezebel back in 2013 called, Nope, I'm Not the Nanny, Just a Black Mom, which is still possibly one of the funniest (laughs) fucking and painful titles I think I've ever read. Uh, The piece was so good. Uh, and uh, a lot's been going on since then. Uh, you can still find her freelance articles and essays and everything from Moore Magazine to Cosmo to the New York Times. Her most recent work is her latest novel, The Thunder Beneath Us. And <laughs> she has a new podcast out called Hey Sis. Hi, Nicole. Thank you for joining Hi. us. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm so, so excited about this. It's going to be really fun. I think it is going to be very fun. Uh I would like, just because uh, we are, uh, Teresa's out, still on maternity leave, uh, Nicole, like I said, has been on the show before, but uh, let's just uh, do a quick touch base on uh, who lives in your house as a reminder to our listeners. Of course. Who lives in this house? It's me. Yes. Mom. And uh, my husband is the dad, and we have <laughs> a freshly turned eight-year-old uh, son. Who, yeah, we just turned eight a couple weeks ago. Oh, man. So that's in our house. And we have a his little fish, his little pet fish. Mm. His name is Ruben. So I have to, you know, shout out Ruben. Can I tell you, I how can. long have you had the fish? Oh, this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, sure. <laughs> how long? Maybe I should say, how long have you committed to there being a tank in your house? <laughs> this particular fish has been around. He's He's been doing well. He's been around for a good year. Um. We had another fish who, well, the original fish, like fish 1.0. Right. He, he, he died. I think we were feeding him too much. Oh, yeah. He and doesn't do that. He died. <laughs> he died. And I didn't say anything. I just went and got another fish. Oh, I love Lucy. That shit. You totally sitcom that shit. Good job. Good job. And I just replaced it. I was like, it's an approximation in color. This looks good. It's fine. It's fine. So I just put that 2.0 in there, and my son had no idea. And then we, this is the third, this is the third, like, true to life third fish. But in my son's idea, this is the second fish. (laughs) That's what we'll do with grandma. We'll just replace grandma, you know, when when she passes. Our kids will never know. Yeah, we've got fish, and uh, it started out as, like, somebody gave... Katie Bell, like a small little, you know, nothing plastic tank for her birthday when she turned uh, six. And uh, everybody who listens to the show knows that that, of course, has now turned into a five-gallon tank. Uh, Currently, we were losing. We had Luke Skywalker and uh, Uncle X had survived from the beginning. So over, well over a year, many other fish have come and gone. Uh, snails have come and gone. We had these last two, and finally, Uncle X kind of went U-shape, so we were all expecting him to pass uh, quickly, but uh, he didn't. He just, like, U-shaped around the tank for, like, three weeks, and I was like, what is going on? And uh, so we, through, uh, as a result of going into the pet store several times and being like, what am I supposed to do, blah, 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 and making the mistake of taking children with me to the pet store... What went from a tank that had uh, Luke Skywalker and C-shaped Uncle Lex and one black snail named Blackie, of course, uh, we now have two small ghost shrimp, Shrimpy and Pimpy, and when when, when Uncle Uncle Lex finally passed away this weekend, we now have two new small guppies. Uh, It's multi- because it's got a rainbow tail, multi and uh, sheepy, 
And I forgot, we also got an additional snail who I really have a hard time remembering, Ebenezer. So it is like a punishment, the fish tank today. We have so many, so much life happening in the house. Uh, Listen, the fact, the fact that you have all those names committed to memory is a triumph. <laughs> I'm I'm very impressed with the range of names and that you know all of them. Yeah, they're they're there, they're there, and because I'm the only person in charge of the fucking fish tank. <laughs> so they're your fish. They're my fish. My fish. I would have probably gone with something other than shrimpy and pimpy, but there you go. They're there. Uh, the, the guys at the fish store thought that was hilarious. Uh, but right now, I'm definitely suffering with some general like B. I feel beat up by my children in the sense of like I feel like really tired but who doesn't feel tired that's not new but like there's this thing that happens like every day and for the most part you just kind of learn to deal with it and I want I want my children to be uh, thinkers and to question things but it turns out Mm -hmm. I don't want them to question me and uh, (laughs) it's very tiring at the end of the day we're like and it's like not even like you could get you want to question you want to have some deep philosophical discussion with me great but the ones that beat me up are the things that are like you know all right uh, Katie Bell uh, today in the cafeteria they're serving you know a trout fried trout trout sandwich right do you want to wow. eat that I know I doubt it's trout anyway I said do you want to eat that I would not want to eat that I fucking hate fish anyway anyway not important I'm not derailing on fish anyway I said do you want to eat it. At lunch today, or do you want me to pack a lunch? And she says, they only serve chicken sandwiches. And I, that shouldn't be a big deal. But after like right. seven years of this, I'm like, do you, and I don't say fucking to my child, but in my head, I'm like, why the fuck would I say, do you want this sandwich? Do you think I just asked you about the sandwich for no good reason? Clearly they serve more than chicken. I'm like, just say yes. Just say yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am, and let's be done with it. Or like Ellis, my three-year-old, we go by, he's like, got to get a fucking swimsuit because I got a new swimsuit, and the whole day is going to be derailed, and I'm really torn between, like, do I get the fucking swimsuit? I mean, technically, I guess he does need a swimsuit, but am I somehow giving in to my creating a monster by going out later today with him and buying a fucking swimsuit? So I, I went with option B. I went with create a monster, and we go to get the swimsuit and we bring it home and it's too big because my son has no behind. And I'm like, okay, hey, look, it's not a big deal. We're not going to wear, I'm going to take the swimsuit back and we're going to get you the right size. And he says, I want this swimsuit. And I say, well, yeah, it's going to look exactly like this, but it's going to be a size that fits you. No. Oh dear. I want this swimsuit. This one. Yeah. And I'm just like, again, one-on-one, like one-by-one, these are all hand, like I can handle these. But after like a whole day mm-hmm. of discussions like this, I'm just like, uh-huh. why would you, I'm so tired. You're going to get the swimsuit. Just, you know, like I just, but like my poor husband then comes home and I'm like, I just need you to like literally not speak to me. Or if I say anything that seems odd to you, just say, yes, ma'am. Keep moving. Don't. Don't question me. Even if I tell you the sky is falling, just say, okay. Like, I'm so tired of people talking. Because it's not like talking back like, you know, fuck you, mom. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's not mm-hmm. like rebellious teen. It's just literally questioning the most minute things that come out of my mouth. And I am tired, mm-hmm. Nicole. Nicole, I am very tired. <laughs> Isn't it, was it Maya Angelou? I sound like Oprah. What is yeah. Maya, my friend Maya Angelo? That's right. Who said Maya Angelo had said Fuck some this. time ago? <laughs> right, it's on the stamp. Um, she had said something about being being pecked to get to death by ducks. Oh, and it it always That's it. stuck in my mind because it's like it's just a very no like sort of a numbing sort yes. of oh, low key yes. thing. These little micro pecks yes. that you're getting from your kids, and but slowly, slowly, surely, you're you're dying. Yeah, slowly you're dying. Ha ha ha! You're being pecked <laughs> to death by ducks. Pecked to death by go. ducks. That is exactly right. I like that a lot. <laughs> uh, that, that 
I'll leave it to Maya Angelou to make it sound still somewhat better than just, you know, me running through my house screaming at the top of my lungs. Uh, Speaking of screaming at the top of my lungs, uh, or more so screaming deep, deep inside of my soul, uh, today Nicole has joined me uh, to talk about what happens uh, when we don't like uh, our kids' friends. Oh, boy. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Nicole. Yeah. Uh, did you did you <laughs> grow up having friends? <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, yes. yes. No, I did. I had friends. And did your and parents you like know what? them? My parents liked our friends. Like she, but my parents liked my friends. But what was cooler was that my friends really liked my parents. Oh, that's nice. Everyone always liked coming to our house. Like our our parents were like the parents to have. Like they were the, they weren't like the laid back. Like hey, yeah, you can have a drink. But they were just fun and interesting <laughs> and funny and and kind. You know, yeah. they were they were not like you know uh, cold and stiff armed like some parents could be. Right. So I think I think a lot of our friends felt like they were at home when they came to our house, and our parents were, you know, like, "Hey, how are you doing?" And they would be listening to how they'd answer, and they wouldn't, you know, just sort of be like that sort of cold, removed parent. Yeah. So that was great, but they did like our friends. There were a couple of friends, like my mom would be more as a person to be like, mm. you know, if a yeah. friend did something, if you're telling her something happened, she'd be like, mm. you know, she's the one that's going to give you that. She's going to give you the side eye by proxy. Right, <laughs> you right. <know>? Like, <laughs> oh, you know, like that, that, that doesn't sound right. Or she'll be the one to say like, that's not very nice that she did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? She'll, she'll speak up for you. Right. But um, for the most part, they really like our friends. I don't think there was anybody that my parents said, oh, that person cannot come back here. Oh. Although I'm thinking about when my, I have a sister who, my youngest sister is 12 years. There's 12 years between us. So, yeah. so I got to see her sort of like upbringing from a very you know removed yeah. spot <laughs> where I was like, oh, I remember that, but I don't remember this. But what was interesting is she grew up, so we grew up in Montreal, Canada, but for her, my parents had moved to California when she was going into the eighth grade. Wow. So she was in Southern California and had a very different experience with friends and, uh, you know, school and it was different life. But what was interesting was she had this one friend who was very nice and, uh, we'll call her Sandy. Okay. <laughs> Whenever Sandy would come to the house, she would never speak to my parents. Like, oh. never just like, a, a, like, hello. She would never, she would act as though they were ghosts. Wow. So she would like get into the car. If my mom picked my, my sister up from school and Sandy, she would get into the car and not say anything. Wow. <laughs> wow. My mom would be like, hi, Sandy. And she would just sort of be like, mm. and then um, when they got to, if she came to visit the house and my mom came downstairs, she'd be like, oh, I didn't know you're here. Hi, Sandy. And she would sort of like not say anything or she'd be one to what, walk right by my mother, like, you know, pass her like a yeah. full bus, as my mother would say. And then um, she would also do this thing that my mother didn't like where she would go into our fridge or like our cupboards. <laughs> And sort of like help herself. And it was just so weird because, first of all, you're not speaking to me. Right. And then you're going to just walk right by me and go straight to my fridge, open it up. and t- So my mother was always like, oh, about her. She didn't dislike her. Yeah. But she thought she was disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's, those that, kinds of things came up. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's, I can totally see that being like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I would say that my friend base growing up was pretty diverse. Uh, and, uh, and the, I would say there was one friend off the top of my head. We'll call her Sandy too. Sure. Uh, my parents, my parents did not like her or my mother didn't. And I swear, I think some of it was because my older sister had had a friend who had been really bad to my sister and my friend resembled physically that person. Oh, and so okay. I think there was already a chip going in. Uh, mm-hmm. And also possibly that I was up to no good with that friend. Uh, 
Possibly. And possibly. <laughs> that was it. Uh, back, in my, back in my skater day, guys. Um, and I was, let me tell you, I was about as nerdy as you might think. It did not fit well into those skater days. Anyway, um, I'm still, I'm, I'm cool, right? Anyway, so <laughs> look at my flock of seagulls hair. Uh, and uh, when the Finally, the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, I can see why. Uh, my friends and I did the old, I'm spending the night at her house. She's spending the night oh, at dear. my house lie. And then uh-uh. we went to a party and uh, friends, uh, like a, the mom, this is like, like an eighth fucking grade or ninth grade. Uh, we had a friend who lived in an apartment, you know, complex and her mom was gone. And so we were all there, you know. Uh-oh, shenanigans. 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 And my Uh-oh. parents figured it out and busted the shit out of us there <laughs> in the most, like, magnificent of ways. Um, and, like, that could just derail into a whole other thing about uh, guilt as punishment. Uh, but I remember my mother being like, you will never, you will never see her again. Ever. Oh boy. And I was like, she lives down the street and we go to school together. <laughs> um, that seems difficult. Uh, so I remember that sense of, and my parents had, had big rules about like, and this way I probably went more towards boys, but they had to speak to my parents. You know, like there was no, mm-hmm. I mean, like you had to speak <clears throat> to the folks. Like I think about your sister and the friend not talking to your mom. Mm-hmm. Like that would yeah. be, my parents, we were, you know, in the South. I mean, everybody was raised to yes, ma'am, the shit out of people. And yes, sir, the shit out right. of people. And you spoke and you went up to the door and mm-hmm. everybody, there was no first name parents. It was all, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Ellis, things like that. Yep. And then here we are with kids. And I was really, I'm just going to say this. I was really surprised. I was gonna, I'm going to say that, like, I feel that for, like, Katie Bell, you can tell me if this was true uh, for your son. I feel like real friendships, like a genuine, I could say they are friends, <laughs> didn't really, mm-hmm. really take shape, like, where they were behaving as friends until this year. I feel like there was lots mm. of, like, yeah, somebody may come over for a play date, but it was clear no one knew how to behave with each other. <laughs> <laughs> right, like mm-hmm. everything was still very <laughs> I I I, uh, as opposed to us us us. And now I see a lot of us us us, like what I remember mm-hmm. playing with friends. Um, and so uh, that did not, though, prevent us from the first couple of times, like in kindergarten, is like one of Katie Bell's very first friends, this kid who she really liked in kindergarten. And that kid comes over, and Stefan and I look at each other, and we're like. I can't stand that kid. <laughs> like that kid, she was just like so. She like was dismissive to us. I'm like in kindergarten already. She was like, you know, one of those friends that was like, you can only be friends with me, and you can't be friends with anybody else, or we won't oh, be friends. Okay. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of like, you know, if, if we were on the playground and Katie Bell wanted to show me something, this friend would come up and be like, I can do it better, right? And you're like, oh dear, Jesus Christ, kid. Um, and. <laughs> I always, I really work, people who listen to the show and listen to that year uh, will remember that I tried really hard to be, like, empathetic of, like, okay, you know, this is, you know, this kid's, this is just a, where this kid is developmentally, you know, like, mm-hmm. part of my instinct was to be, like, what the fuck is wrong with your parents, you know, <laughs> as a judgy, horrible person. And, right. and I was like, okay, look, you know, the parents have got, you know, a brand new baby, another younger child. I mean, they are working. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so this kid's parents, you know, occasionally be stuff like, you know, they had the kids like enrolled in a million things already and you got to bring your A game. Mm. And I'm like, who's telling a kindergartner to bring their A game? You right, know? right. Like, so... I really tried to be empathetic, but at the end of the day, I was just like, I don't like this kid. And I had a real hard time between deciding on, do I not like this kid? Because I just don't, this kid's just a, ugh, I don't, I don't want to be friends with this kid, right? Or do I not like this kid because I think she's detrimental to the well-being of my child? Right, so, right, right. Are they still friends? Oh, thank God that child moved. <laughs> <laughs> she moved. She moved. Going into first grade. And we've run into them out, and they've been great. Like, Katie Bell, they love seeing each other. And, you know, they're fine. You know, Katie Bell, towards the end, was, you know, saying, I don't like how she makes me feel. And I do wonder if they okay. had stayed in school together, if it would have sorted itself out. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. is there benefit to 
to this other child by being friends with Katie Bell? Is there a benefit to Katie Bell? But, you know, I don't know. How is friendship supposed to work? I don't know. Have you have you run into this yet? Mm-hmm. Well, first, I had, I'm just curious. What do your, when you talked about Mrs. and Mr. and talking to, calling people's yeah. parents by their first names, what do your children's friends call you and your Okay, well, you know, it's pretty, I don't, again, I think it's around second grade that people start, kids start calling you something, right? Like, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. so we have been going with, and I go into the school a lot. So when I go into the school, I usually tell the kids I'm, I'm Mrs. Lawrence, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people just call me Katie Bell's mom. (laughs) That's exactly what happens. Yep. Yep. They call you by the kids. Kid, kids yeah. name mom. mom. Yeah. And so yeah. I'll usually say Mrs. Lawrence. Like some kids will say Mrs. Lawrence. Some kids who have known me since like pre-K, uh, if, if they, you know, were in school with Katie Bell, call me like Miss Elizabeth. And I make mm-hmm. Katie Bell, uh, you know, uh, she calls all adults, you know, uh, if, it, if they're friends and they've said you can call me by my first name, she still has to say Ms. So-and-so or Mr. John or Mr. Right. Frank or whatever. Um and uh, teachers and all that, she's got to say, uh, you know, Mrs. She has to ask, you know, what right. what their last name is. Um, but I think there's like, if it's somebody who's at our house a lot, they usually give it a, we usually expect a Mr. or Mrs. Uh, we're in California. A lot of people, I don't know if it's just a Southern California thing. A lot of our friends don't care about that. Um, yeah. But, which is fine. Everybody do whatever they want. But for us, we decided kind of early on that we felt like it gave us some sort of bar of of setting up what respect means to other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why we do that. Uh, but I will also answer to, hey, Katie Bell's mom. <laughs> hey, you. Yeah, I hear you on that. I yeah. hear you on that. On the friends thing, it's so interesting. I do think that how it worked for us was when we moved here, into the house we're in now, it just so happened that there was a child down the street who literally just, you know, down on the corner, who was the same age as our son. And then there was another kid who's up the hill and he's the same age. So he was able to make these friends before school even started. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? And so he went into kindergarten and it just so happened that he had two people that he knew in his class. Yeah. So, and so that helped. So to sort of like start a friendship role, start that friendship ball rolling. Then he, uh, in first grade, I I think what happens is they start to make friends with who's in their class. You know, they add those people to the list. So then if you move into the second grade and those same people are not in your class, you don't necessarily still play with them. You don't have play dates with them. But there are some people who make it, make it to the next cut. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I agree. Yeah, yeah. They're in the second grade class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That definitely happens. As far as liking them, I... You know, it's interesting because a lot of it is about developmentally where these children are. Because some of them are kind of hyper and they freak out sometimes and they don't really know how to play with someone in the right way or they're really overly competitive. And sometimes you got to just sort of like let it rest and just know that they're going to kind of grow out of it. So I didn't take much of that stuff to heart in the beginning. But, however, <laughs> I was there waiting. Is, there better be a butt. There better be a butt. There is, there is this one child that is a friend of my son who I find so annoying. We'll call him I, Sandy. I, I find Let's his, call him Sandy. We'll call, <laughs> we'll call him Jimmy. Jimmy right. is so annoying. Like, <sighs> his voice, his, the way that he's, like, he's so sniveling. He's always, like, complaining and it's always like nye, nye, nye. and yeah. it's just like the he's like you know what he's Caillou he is Caillou oh. he is Caillou <laughs> and I cannot it's just a constant whining his tone of voice yeah his and he also <laughs> has a lot of in the beginning in the earlier days like maybe last year he just started to kind of come out of it yeah he has a lot of um self impulse control uh-huh. issues and self-control issues so like you know, he will be hitting somebody and he thinks it's so funny and he's getting giddy almost oh, from hitting this person. <laughs> and the more that the person says, like, stop that, stop that, stop that, yeah. he's like, ah, right. And he's just one of those <laughs> annoying, like, annoying bratty kids where you're just like, oh gosh, hush. Yeah. So whenever he's here on a play date, I have to try my best to be like, oh, hello, Jimmy. Yeah. And very, you know, and I have to be very, um, I try to mask whatever it is that's like 
scratching at my nerves, you right. know. And but it's it's tough because I feel like he's been like this for a while, and I have a feeling that he's going to be just annoying. Yeah, he's just that kid here on out. Yeah, he's that yeah, kid. He's going to be that kid. I I just feel that, and I know I'm not alone because there's other moms who were our kids are friends, and so we were chatting one day, and we finally just were like, "Oh my gosh, I cannot stand that Jimmy. <laughs> he is so annoying." And she was like, "Me too." So it was one of those like, "Oh gosh, thank goodness it's not just me." Because at the point you start to feel like, oh my gosh, Nicole, this is a kid. What yeah, it's a kid. But you know what? People, kids, kids can be jerks too. You know what I mean? No, but this <laughs> is true. But I think this is what I kind of want to get at today, which is, look, we can all be reasonable adults and say, kids are yes. kids. And we can, you know, and right. like, you know, all of our, I think our efforts are, if we're, well, not all of us. I, like you, am trying to step back in lots of situations and just let it run its course. I don't like the way half of Katie Bell, I mean, she has some friends, uh, and they, you know, somebody always got to be the boss. Somebody's always got to not be the boss. Somebody, you know, or there's some kids who are like, I don't know, what do you want to do? Like, all the stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, that makes me bananas. But, like, then I have to be like, well, I'm not playing with them. So I don't, I don't care. As long as nobody's into the matches. We're probably okay, and, like, you know, I have to, like, this is, like, around that age where I have to start trusting that I've done enough groundwork with Katie Bell that Mm -hmm. she's Mm -hmm. going to tell me if somebody's doing something dangerous or, you know, things that I find actually uh, worry me the most is I'll say to kids when they come over, I'll be like, and if somebody gets hurt, you come and tell me right away. Don't be afraid to tell me. Don't think you're going to be in trouble just come tell me, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm always so scared mm-hmm. somebody's going to, like, fall in the backyard, and then everybody's going to panic. Yep. And, like, I'm going to come back and find a body in the yard or something, right? Like, <laughs> so, otherwise, they've got to work out, you know, how they, what their roles are going to be, how they're going to play, right? And yeah. so yeah. I'm all about stepping back. That exists, though, simultaneously with I am a human being, and some <laughs> things make me crazy, so here's the next question, right? So I think it's normal. I think every parent should just, like, turn to their partner or their best friend and be like, yeah, I fucking hate that kid. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to, like, let that kid play with your kid or that you think badly of the that kid's parents or whatever. They're just some kids that you're just like, ugh, I don't, bleh, you go play at their house today. Um, I agree. I agree. As a parent, you are well within your right yeah. to be like, I am not about that kid. That kid is annoying. I do not like that kid. Because, you you know, you've seen a lot of kids. You know what, you know kind of like what's right. going to come up sometimes. And, you know, it's interesting because I, for when he just started school and, I, and he was, you know, just making friends, one of my worries, quote unquote, wasn't like a deep worry. I was just like, I just don't want him to be the sheep and yeah. who just follows along blindly, yeah. especially with boys, because there's that whole, like, you know, oh, we're going to be tough and we're going to do this and we're going to yeah. you know, make fun of this person. I just didn't want him to go along with things just because he didn't want to right. oppose the, the leader or whatever. But then I'm so happy to see that he is very much developing his own sense of what makes sense for him and what doesn't. Yeah. And he's very well burst at like, I don't want to do that. Right. And so I like that he, I've seen, I've sort of been on the, you know, on the sidelines watching him say like, no, 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 let's not do that guys. Or yeah. you could do that. You know, and he's not just going along with things. So I'm happy about that. But I do think as he moves, you know, as he gets deeper into school and gets a little bit older and, you know, develops friendships that might be a little bit, you know, tricky or thorny. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see how he goes, but I'm like you, I feel like I've laid the groundwork and I still will, you know, be here. I like that he's able to, that he feels very comfortable coming and talking to me yeah. about things and saying, Oh, this guy, this person did this and it wasn't nice. Or, and he's not like, you know, nothing happened, mom. So I feel fairly confident, knock on wood, that things are going well in the friend department. However, did you hear me literally knocking on wood? Yeah. But, <laughs> I know, I'm like, I'm looking around the studio and the whole thing's fucking padded. There's no place for me to knock. Anyway, go ahead. But I think that um, it, it is totally fine to not like some of your kids' friends, as long as, as you said, it's not a situation where you feel like this kid is de- like serious trouble. Yeah. And I fear that he's going to bring some harm to my kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that level right? Yet, which, where we're which, concerned you know, about the well-being. Yeah. Right, which I think is the kind of thing that may come into play as our kids get older 
more. Mm-hmm. And there was this article. I don't even think it was an article. I it may have been like an Ask Amy or something. But I was. Like, I remember it was <laughs> basically the mom had said, you know, I don't. I really don't like my kids' friends. You know, should I tell her she can't be friends with them? And the advice was no, because as soon as you start setting up boundaries like that, uh, then your kid, you're taking away uh, your kids feeling like they've got control over who they're friends with. And they may not come back and tell you if there's a problem because they're going to be worried. You're going to say, well, I told you not to hang out with that person. And right, it takes right. a lot. Like I, most parenting things makes me, make me feel guilty. So I don't read them <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with this, but I was like, Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Now that wasn't the case with uh, my uh, parents, I always felt like I could still go to them, even when they had said, you cannot see that person anymore, you know? We had mm-hmm. a lot of groundwork laid before that. But I do sit there and I think, okay, I've let that play in a lot when I see Katie Bell working in relationships that I may not agree with, that I feel like they may be kind of running over her, or maybe they're saying stuff that I think like is super insulting, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, so I sit there and I try and we have the conversations without me flat out saying, I don't think that kid's treating you nice uh, mm-hmm. or saying, don't be friends with them. Because I think there's some truth to if, if instead I say, hey, if you're ever having problems with this friend or this friend isn't making you feel okay, you know, come run it by me, right? Like, let's, let's talk about it. Because I think there's something to be said about like, you know, you want your kid to be able to come with you, come to you with this stuff as they get older. And if, if they think for whatever reason they're going to be in trouble just for hanging out with that person, right, mm-hmm. like to tell you that they were hanging out, that, that, that they've broken some rule that way, then they may not tell you the bigger problem, right? Like, I don't right. want to tell you that, you know, little Sandy is, you know, sneaking pills from her mom's closet because you didn't want me hanging right. out with little Sandy to begin with. We haven't gotten, we've gotten into a lot of close situations where I just may not like the person because I think that Mm -hmm. they're being like mean to my kid. But like when I talk with Katie Bell, she's like, no, that's all right. You know, like I don't, I don't feel bad. (laughs) Like, okay, well, if that didn't hurt your feelings, I can't make you feel like your feelings were hurt. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) she's still super confident. So nothing's gone there. So I guess. We just haven't gotten to that, like, it's very easy, I think, for us to talk about this because no one's, like, given our kids the cigarettes yet, right? No, no exactly. Like, try this pill. Um, <laughs> but I do think about, I guess, I guess it was right after the kindergarten friend, uh, I was uh, trapped under my very young son at the time, uh, breastfeeding, and was flipping around Netflix and came across Leave it to Beaver, which I had not seen in a million years. And... I can tell you, everybody, I've talked about this on the show before. You got to go back and watch Leave it to Beaver because both of those Cleaver kids had the shittiest friends on the planet. (laughs) There was Wally had that fucking Eddie, Eddie Haskell, Mm -hmm. who was like Mm -hmm. such an an asshole, right? Like that kid's (laughs) like, hi, Mr. and Mrs. Cleaver. You guys both look lovely. And then as soon as they leave, they're like, let's go rob a bank. You know, like, (laughs) and then I forgot that the Beave, uh, whatever his name was, the Beave, the little kid, his friend was just as bad. His friend's just this kid who's like, ah, let's don't go to school today. Oh, what's this on your dad's desk? And like the Beaver's like, oh, it's my dad's autographed baseball. Let's go outside and play with it. I don't think we should. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. And I just thought, and like his parents, there would be scenes where his parents would literally, those kids would walk out of the room and the parents would totally be like, fuck those kids, right? Like they, they weren't, they weren't like not, they, they had a response that made me go, oh, they clearly don't like those kids, but they're <laughs> letting them have these friendships, right? And mm-hmm. it's just a fictional television show, but I swear I try and channel those people putting up with their kids' best friends who were the worst. They were the worst. <laughs> like kids. And I wonder if that's, a, that's probably like a TV trope somewhere because yeah. a lot of those family household sitcoms yeah. from the Cosby show to whoever, there's oh, yeah. always somebody's friend. Some of the friends are great. Yeah. yeah Cockroach was great. And or Kenny. Yes. You know, some of them oh, were great. Kenny. Yeah, little Kenny. But Denise always had the friends that possibly were right. questionable at times. 
Right. <laughs> she's the older one, right? Yeah, Denise, she's the one. part she's... of it that yeah. you have to have that friend that is either really annoying, like in full house, who's always coming over, yeah, or yeah. the friend who is kind of like, almost like lives there, or the friend who is, you know, kind of a bad influence. I think that's just part of the sitcom fabric yeah yes yes and i am going to demand that my life take full shape exactly like a sitcom uh actually i think the real the real point of this entire conversation is that regardless of what we care about all we want is our children to have friends so that they can go do something else while i sit and have some quiet time is that right (laughs) or watch leave it to beaver or watch leave it to beaver that's right Guess what, everybody? We've got a Jumbotron. Woo! This Jumbotron is to Megan from JJ. Happy anniversary, my love. The past couple of years have been incredible, and you are such an amazing mother. I can't wait for everything our future holds. Guys, that's the sweetest message ever. Congratulations on your anniversary, Megan and JJ. You guys are doing a fucking awesome job. Good job. Support for One Bad Mother comes in part from Lola, offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners. Lola products come in a simple, customizable subscription, so you'll never need to make another frantic trip to the drugstore. Guys, I have these. And not only is it really exciting to receive adorable small little boxes <laughs> full of things that are helpful to me. It was actually thrilling to have them just there and waiting and me not having to think about it, given how little time I have to think about anything that involves self-care for myself. Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester. Lola products are 100% organic cotton. You can choose your mix of products, your perfect mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. You can change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time. Doesn't our period deserve a subscription, guys? For 60% off your first order, you can visit mylola.com and enter Bad Mother when you subscribe. Again, that's mylola.com and enter Bad Mother when you subscribe. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350 9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Nicole. Nicole, mm-hmm. will you genius me? Wow. Oh my god. Oh my god. I saw what you did. Oh my god. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, mom, are a genius. Oh my god, that's fucking genius. Recently, my son had this project that we thought was optional, but it was not. <laughs> so we had this project to do, and we had to, and it's always like, use recycled materials. I don't have a craft closet like that. Right. I'm not on that level. I have a couple, you know, pipe cleaners and some crayons <laughs> and scissors and glue, but I don't have, right. like, a fully outfitted craft closet. Yes. But anyway, so the uh, the, the request uh, on the project was that you needed to uh, they were studying amphibians. So you had to select one and look up five to ten facts about it. And then you had to rec- make one <laughs> using recycled materials. Oh, Lord. And I was like, is there, an, is there an egg carton shaped yeah. amphibian that we should do? <laughs> but my son wanted to do the gecko. And I was like, oh, is, what? So <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And he was not at all helpful. Because he's kind of like, I don't want to do this anyway. <laughs> I don't so I either. Like, uh, uh, uh. I don't either, eight-year-old. I, mean, <laughs> I was like, yeah, nobody wants to do this. But I was like, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Because it's due tomorrow. Right. So <laughs> that was the other thing. So I decided to just get, like, really, like, okay, what would, you know, like, what would Martha Stewart do? Or what, right. you know? <laughs> and I got really down to the brass tacks, and I found a bag of old clothespins that we had oh. from another project. I'm the class parent, room parent too. So we had some other like Halloween thing. Right. I think we made bats using these 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 clothespins. 
So there's you know, those cheap wooden ones. So I decided to use one of those. And um, I, with my son's help, like I actually made sure that he said, like, you know, what do we do next? Yeah. What do we do next? So I, he was taking the lead on this project. I was just sort of helping him, just helping to guide him in the right yeah. direction. So we created a gecko using this um, clothespin. He had a tongue and he has a tail nice. and he was able to, he was green and colorful and super cute. Actually, <laughs> he, my son even put the little, little eyes on there and he was actually into it because I left a lot of room for, well, what do you think we yeah. should do? Instead of me saying like, oh, let's just do this and get it over with. Yeah. I was like, well, what do you think? How about this? And then we even chose like, which of the 10 facts, which of the, uh, which five of the 10 facts do you want to highlight? Yeah. And by the end of the project, he was really proud of it. And he was like, oh, this looks so cute, Mom. And he was so excited about his little clothespin gecko. And he created a little, you know, habitat for him. He drew a little habitat. And I felt like, okay, this was, and it didn't take us like hours and hours. Once I was able to lock in, okay, we're using these clothespins. And I was able to lock in on our method here. Like, I'm not going to just sort of take this thing over, but I'm going to have him lead me on this. Yeah. We ended up with a really fine-looking gecko, if I might say. So Very myself. nice. Good and job. it turned out really nice. Yeah. Very good job. I'm very impressed. Thank good you. Good job. <laughs> uh, so my genius, I was trying to remember if I had shared this before. Uh, and if I have, oh, well, time for a good reminder of how smart I am. Uh, the... <laughs> So uh, it is our elementary school's annual uh, auction for their annual fund. This is they. It's a big auction. You know, a lot of schools do these. Uh, you go, you buy stuff, and all the money goes towards uh, programs at our elementary school, like you know, the library and the librarian and the music teacher and art stuff and PE, like all the stuff that uh, you gotta you gotta add to your school if you want it. Um, and I, I really love all the programs. And so this is, we love going to this event, but it's not like uh, we're like going in with a big bank, right? Like, it's like mm-hmm. coming to these events are kind of hard. And so my genius has been for specifically for school auctions is I reach out to all the grandparents and, you know, the aunts and uncles. And I say, hey, guys, you know, we don't, I don't hit them up for jump, you know, the jump-a-thon or the jog-a-thon or the read-a-thon or all the small things throughout the year. I never hit people up for it. But for the auction, I say, who wants to add to our, our pool that we're taking in to use to bid on stuff? Uh, mm-hmm. Knowing that all this money is going to these programs, which are really important and are totally shaping, you know, Katie Bell's school experience and one day Ellis's. And so we wound up getting, you know, money from all these relatives. We were able to go in and have a good time and donate uh, specifically to instruments for the music department and, you know, walked home with the Lego table that I built for our class project. <laughs> like, I went in and got all the stuff that no one was going to get. Uh, you know, like all kind of stuff. Anyway, I just throw that out there because. It is, if you have these school auctions, this is a great way to uh, make yourself a little purse and get some money for your school. So there you go. That's my genius. Excellent. Very nice. Thank you. Hello, I am calling you with a genius moment. Uh, So I have three kids who are five, two, and almost six months old, and I also have one total failure of a dog who doesn't eat anything except like hot dogs. <laughs> anyway, that's another story. So I have started feeding my children their dinner in the bathtub. That's right. I was so tired of cleaning up the dinner that the dumb dog wouldn't eat every single night. And then cleaning the table and cleaning the children. But I was like, let's just do this all at once. And I feed them in the bath. <laughs> Thank you. Love you guys. It's just like sometimes... The truest geniuses come from the, our breaking points. Like, I just... <laughs> just that's true. I, it's, that's, that's really smart because yeah. one of the things about having young children, oh. and she, she's got her hands full with yeah. the three of them, um, is the crumbs. Yeah. All the damn crumbs. It crumbs everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. They could be eating an apple, and you're like, yeah. how do you get crumbs from an apple? Yeah. There's just crumbs all well, the then you time. Add so, to I that. mean, that's really smart. Yeah, and then you add to that sauce sauces and in the sauce family i'm talking about ketchup or 
yes. or probably just ketchup. Uh, it just, there's oh. something sticky, like, everywhere. Uh, and yep. just, you know, because people, the first, we had a call one once where somebody was just like, uh, I just, like, feed my kid without their clothes on, right? Like, they just, like, let just take all their kids' clothes <laughs> off, put them in the high chair and give them food. And I'm like, that's genius. But this just takes it right in to the next level of just... <laughs> I love this. Good job. You are doing such a good job. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Now, Nicole. Oh, boy. Now, Nicole. <laughs> please fail me. Oh, gosh. I made a mistake <laughs> around friends recently. Oh. So that, fr- that same friend that I, I'm annoyed by, Jimmy. Yeah was here one day and <laughs> I overheard him. I overheard him saying like, what do you want to do now? And he kept sort of like, like, well, this is boring. What do yeah. you want to do? And he kept just like annoying my son about like, what do we do next? Yes. And I almost want to say like, what do you, what do you want to do? Do you have any suggestions? Yeah. But I just you know, stayed out of it. So then afterward, when he left, I was talking to my son, we were cleaning up. And one of the things I was like, hey, you know, when Jimmy comes over, make sure that you guys clean up any, any of your stuff that you're playing with. I don't want to be stuck here cleaning it up yeah. with you. You guys are supposed to do this. But the other thing I said was, I was like, you know, you know, when Jimmy's here, if you guys can't think of something to do, you should always put your heads together. And t- I said, if you can't think of something that you want to do, yeah. you could put your heads together and figure out something that you both want to do. And he was like, oh, why did you say that? I was like, because I overheard Jimmy and I imitated his voice. <gasps> I said, I overheard Jimmy saying, what are we going to do now? <laughs> and my son was like, mom. <laughs> it was a slip. It was a complete slip. I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe I was lightheaded. <laughs> my son was like, mom, he doesn't sound like that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're right. I was just imitating how a kid sounds. I was just doing like a general kid sound. But you're so right, and I apologize. I shouldn't have said that. Because, but inside, I was like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, no, 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 no. What do I say? What do I say? Because I was like, oh, oh no, gosh. I don't want him to tell the kids, like, my mom was making fun of how you talk. That's So hilarious. I sort of, like, backpedaled out of it, and he, it seems as though he accepted my explanation yes. and accepted my apology for it. But I told my husband, he was like, oh, Nicole. I, know. <laughs> I said, I know, I know, I know, I know. Next time, I'll just be better about it. But, it, it, like, he's just so irksome. You're, yeah. you're horrible, Nicole. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, uh, mine, uh, yelling, uh, turns out uh, that yelling, uh, please stop. No, why would I even say please? Uh, yelling, everybody stop yelling at me, uh, may not be the best way to teach your children to stop yelling at you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, like, that is where I have been with all of the, the, the duck pecking me apart. Uh, then they'll, they'll, like, when they start, like, that is not, they always serve chicken. You're like, whatever Katie Bell is yelling at me or Ellis, if they're, like, yelling and they're not listening and they cannot get past it, I have found myself so tired that I'm just doing the, like, Everybody stop yelling at me. You don't yell. Yelling will not get you what you want. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I am doing the thing you shouldn't do. Hey, I'm not mirroring behavior. That is good. Uh, I know. Yeah, that's exactly worth feeling because, you know, as you're doing this, I know this is not solving anything and this is not a good There's not a good lesson here. Yeah. I'm like, so, why are you all yelling at me? <laughs> Is it because I'm yelling at you? Probably. <laughs> so, you know, I suck. Hi, Ms. and Teresa. <laughs> I'm in the midst of a fail right now. Um, my son wanted his stuffy dinosaur to wear shoes, so I pulled out his old shoes that don't fit him anymore, thinking, oh, this will be great. He'll have the uh, dinosaur wear his shoes. Now he's sitting on the floor screaming because his old shoes don't fit fit him anymore. So, yeah, I totally fucked that one up. I hope y'all are having a better weekend than me. Bye. 
Oh, what a horrible job. How dare you bring out something that doesn't fit your child anymore? Didn't you know that was going to turn into a fight? That's just it. Is there like all these things that like so many failures just come from the most innocent of actions? Like, oh, yeah, I still think that we've got, you know, an old baby shirt. If you want to put that on your, I want to wear this. Why don't I have this anymore? I know. Well, she's doing a horrible job, isn't she? You're the, you're the worst, parents. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Lyft. Drive with Lyft. It's the ride-sharing app that lets you be your own boss, pick your own hours, and earn up to 1500 bucks a week driving your own car. You guys, Lyft is awesome. I use Lyft. I've met so many nice drivers. I've also met, like, plenty of moms, yeah. actually, <laughs> coincidentally, who drive for Lyft. You can sign up today at lyft.com slash badmother. That's L-Y-F-T dot com slash badmother. And right now, Lyft has a special offer for our listeners. You'll get a $500 new driver bonus after you complete 100 rides within 30 days. Go to lift.com slash badmother today so you can start making extra money and get your $500 new driver bonus. Limited time only and restrictions apply. That's lift.com slash badmother. Nicole, let's do something fun. We are going to call and check in on Teresa now. Ooh, fun. Hello, Teresa. How are you? Hello. <laughs> I am good. I'm a little foggier this week than I was last week, which is a little bit scary because <laughs> listening back to myself from last week's show, <laughs> I noticed how much slower I was talking compared to you and John. <laughs> like, I was like, I was just like halfway uh, between like not talking and being a person who's talking. Um, so the fact that I was like feeling great last week and, and today I'm feeling like, a, uh, like not quite myself. Uh, it makes me feel a little afraid of uh, being put on the air, but let's go for it. Great. Well, you know, keeping it real. Uh, let's just remind yeah. people just uh, how old is Curtis right now? He's three weeks old. Three weeks old. I cannot believe yeah. it has been three weeks. I I can't either. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm starting to have this like weird. It's really weird because um, yesterday was his due date. And oh my gosh, Teresa. Uh, yeah, and so it really made me like it made me reflect on the fact that. Like, holy shit, like, that happened. Like, I had the baby. Yeah. I'm not pregnant anymore. I'm not, like, gearing up for the birth anymore. Yeah. I'm not, like, wondering who my baby is going to be anymore. Yeah. I'm, like, he's here. It's just really weird. It's really weird. It's really weird. I think it would be weird anytime, but the fact that he came three weeks early and I kind of, like, never had a chance to be, like, when is this going to happen? Right. Like, when am I going to be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just never, it just feels like almost like the rug was flipped out from under me a little bit. And I'm like, well, woke up three weeks later and I have a baby. And like, did that really all happen? Yeah, no, that's real. That, you know, when, when your baby comes really early, yeah, there's, there is, while no one wants to be pregnant all the way to the end. <laughs> Or past, no, <laughs> or past their True. past their due date. There is that, right. like, there is, I guess, a little bit of sort of self reflection of when is you know a, the baby's coming. But when the baby comes yeah. really early, and you're like, I'm supposed to go see Jackson Brown this weekend. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah, it's your brain's not sort of caught up with it yet. And three weeks, I just, I don't feel like I need to emphasize it to you, but like. Three weeks is almost nothing right now. Like your baby, Deb is I such know. a little baby, and like, I, know. I, know. And I think we just like 
<laughs> like because I'm not is not my baby. I'm like you've had that baby for months, and like <laughs> I know, like three weeks. It's still so uh, emotionally and physically like raw right now. I would have to imagine. And, oh totally. Oh my god, and you're you know you still got to get up and do stuff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that this morning. Like, I forgot to make Grace's lunch last night. Yeah. I've been trying to make them the night before now. Like, I yeah. didn't used to do that, but now I am. Because, like, if the baby needs to breastfeed in the morning, it's kind of like I blink and it's time for her to leave. Yeah. So, like, I've been trying to make the lunch the night before, and I but I forgot last night. And um, so when my alarm went off this morning, I was like, like, my other, my Grace and Oscar were asleep. And Curtis was still asleep. Like, everybody was asleep. And I was a little bit like, wow, I still have to get up oh, right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know, know right? Like, I, know, I want to And my like, kids are sleeping. Like, I still have to get up before them and, like, do stuff right oh. now. Like, it just really sucks. That does suck. <laughs> it really fucking sucks. You're right. Yeah. It really yeah. sucks. It does. I know. I feel, like, a little bit like... I don't know, like, I feel, like, a little bit, like, how long is this sustainable? Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, because I feel like I've been doing fine, and Jesse's been doing really well, and, like, but we're kind of, like, I feel like we might be kind of, like, driven by almost, like, a weird, we just had a baby, like, mania, yeah. where we, like, have all this energy to, like, do all of this stuff, and I'm just, like, wondering how long it's going to last. Like, I kind of feel like at a certain point, some weeks from now, I'm going to totally crash and burn. Oh, let's, let's, hope, it's, let's hope it's for your return to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Save it. That would be a good time. That would be a great show. That'd be, yeah. Let's hope it for, yeah. like, have your, you know, big biz breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Save it for the show. Yeah. I'm so, that is yeah. so much, Teresa. I, it is sustainable. It's exactly the right wording. Like, it's, I, I think that describes it perfect. I know, ex- I, I can totally envision what you're talking about. The, like, sort of fight or flight, you know. Yeah. Uh, adrenaline yeah. thing. And eventually your yes. body's going to realize that you're not in the fl- fight anymore. And, like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's going to, there's, yeah, that's, it's. That's a real thing that, that how sustainable is it? But I mean, like that, uh, I have those moments right now. <laughs> how sustainable is, I know. is I this? Know. Any of it, right? It's a lot. And you yeah. are, well, you're doing a really remarkable job. Thank you. I just want you to um, know we, Thank you. No, I really appreciate it. Um, that's, I mean, that's why I hope we just keep talking every week because I need to hear you say that. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> Well, you are doing a really good job. It's a lot, Teresa. And, like, uh, I just, you know, I wish I could send you a million cakes to eat or, you know, a million trophies or whatever. It's it's a lot. And, um, and you're doing a remarkable job. Thank you. Thanks for calling. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. The Dead Pilot Society podcast brings you hilarious comedy pilots that were never made, featuring actors like Aubrey Plaza, Andy Richter, Paul F. Tompkins, John Hodgman, Adam Scott, Molly Shannon, Busy Phillips, Tom Lennon, Anna Camp, Lori Metcalf, Felicia Day, Michael Ian Black, Adam Savage, Paul Shear, Ben Schwartz, Skylar Aston, Mae Whitman, Josh Molina, Ben Feldman, Nicole Byer, Jason Ritter, Sarah Chalk, Steve Agee, Jane Levy, Allison Tolman, Danielle Nicolette, Casey Wilson, Anna Ortiz, Lorraine Newman, June Diane Raphael, Kieran Chipka, Ed Week, Zach Knight, and Carrie Kenny Silver, John Ross Bowie, Jamie Denbo, Janet Varney, and many more. Listen at Max. MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever you download podcasts. My name is Patrick. My name is Parker. MaxFunCon has been a huge inspiration in my life. And now I have this network of friends that I've made that span literally across the entire globe, and they're some of my favorite people in the world. I truly cannot believe the amount of wonderful and lasting friendships that have come out of this. If you feel like you might not fit in, as long as you're a good person, you'll fit in because everyone there is good and amazing and kind and wonderful, and you should absolutely go. It will be the best decision of your life. Make a ton of new friends like Parker and Patrick at MaxFunCon. Tickets for MaxFunCon and MaxFunCon East are on sale now at MaxFunCon.com.
That was so fun talking to Teresa. Indeed. <laughs> She's doing a really good job being a, having a new baby. Um, who's also doing a really good job uh, is, is a, a mom having a breakdown, a little mom calling in to have a rant. Let's listen now. This is a failure from husband and a rant from mommy. It is 6.20 in the morning, and you hear that? Oh. Oh. I my twins going off because my husband, trying to be the helpful guy that he is, decided to go in there at 5.30 in the morning when one twin was being fussy and soothe him, but he put the door open and the light from the hallway shined directly into the peaceful speaking twin and woke him up. And where's my husband right now? He left for work and I am left with screaming babies. So, yep, those are my angels. So by leaving the door open, he woke up the piece of sleeping twins, and now I have two screaming twins. Oh, I love my baby. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Oh, man, you are doing such a good job. Can I just say, that, like, listening to this call, and Nicole, maybe you remember this, but, like, there's something about the infant time and the first year where, like, Everything is like setting up a booby trap. Like everything is as sensitive as a booby trap. We're like the stuff that probably in the grand scheme of things, like I can remember in our house, it would be be like, if you're going in, you have to step, you know, three times to the left, turn the door to the right, slowly open. (laughs) If it makes the crack, that could possibly wake the baby up. And there's nothing worse than waking the fucking baby up. And like, if you're going to do the, uh, 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 like everything is like this weird, like, fine like a hair trigger (laughs) everything becomes so intense and it's like and everybody's best intentions do become this thing that feel like impossible right like this like the dad's like i'm gonna go in and help right and like uh, and whoever that week is the craziest like whoever that week in the house has the least amount of sleep and is absolutely the craziest (gasps) then whoever the other person is doing the nice act is going to probably get it. <laughs> like, right? I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here kind of like chuckling to myself because I remember very well, we, my son was born in Brooklyn. We lived in Brooklyn, New York yeah. uh, for a long time. And he was born there. And so we were there for about two years uh, before we moved. And Brooklyn's not quiet. New York's yeah. not quiet. And I would be on edge every night. Like, who's going to wake up? They're waking up the baby yeah. all the time. Fireworks, like oh my gosh, why dare they? It is nine thirty. They are going to wake up their baby. I know. I would always be up on the. They are going to wake up the baby, the baby, the baby. So much so that I still say, like my son's eight, and I will still say, no shame here. I'll still say like, oh my gosh, they're going to wake the baby. Oh yeah. Yeah. I will say that whenever I hear those damn fireworks. But I do know what she's talking about. Like at that that early stage, like a year and under like six months and less is when everything's so tenuous. Like you just don't like the sound machine has to be a right sound. And the the light, the nightlight cannot be, you know, everything feels like it's like a domino. And then you have two. And then you have twins. I mean, like everybody knows, everybody knows that one of the things that makes this so awful (laughs) is that the baby's waking up at 520 and it now being six is that you were probably up four other times that night. You know what I mean? Like, you're, like this isn't like you're being woken up at 5 o'clock after going to bed at 8. This is like being oh. woken up again after going to bed at 4. And again at 3.30, 30 minutes earlier than that. And 30 minutes. Your sleep is so gone. And listening to both those babies, I mean, there's just like... Oh, my goodness. It is so hard. It is so hard. And listen, you and your husband are really doing a remarkable job. And I I just Mm -hmm. don't think there's anything harder than times like this. (laughs) 
like think of how mm-hmm. think of how strong your relationship is getting. Think of yeah. <laughs> So you're getting really good at this. So is your husband. You guys, you're really doing a remarkable job. And and I am sorry that this happened. (laughs) You are doing a good job. Um, Nicole, Mm -hmm. what did we learn on the show today? I think it's that we don't want people to be friends with our children. Is that what we learned? (laughs) Or did we, we don't want the annoying friend. We don't want to leave it to beaver friends. That's right. Did we learn that maybe it's us? It's <laughs> nothing to do with our children, probably. Oh, I'm going to say that's what we learned. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that today's takeaway is there's there is p- potential for healthy growing uh, in these early years of figuring out what friendship is for our children for them to do. Mm-hmm. It's a good exercise for us as parents to step back when we really want to rush in and fix it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also that uh, tough shit if we don't like our kids' friends sometimes. You know, like, <laughs> that's probably going to happen. For, wait till like, girlfriends and boyfriends start showing up. Mm-hmm. I can't. I don't want to wait for that. I want that to never happen. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, I think that that's kind of it, don't you? I mean... Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it is, you you hit it on the head. It's just, you know, you know, stay back. Don't swoop in. Yeah. Let them learn their lesson on their own. But, you know, stay stay in the outskirts, you know, be close that they can come to you and talk about things and you can help, you can help guide them. Yeah. And when it's, when it's just too hard, step out to the garage uh, or into your car or onto a crowded subway train and yell, I fucking hate that kid. And then come back in (laughs) and, uh, and, you know, uh, stuff it way down deep in your insides. Like most of our parents. Um, uh, everybody, you guys are doing a remarkable job. As our kids get older, mm-hmm. we really are running into all sorts of new challenges that we didn't know uh, we were going to have. And isn't that fun? You're all, <laughs> you're all doing such a good job. And Nicole, you are doing such a good job. Thank you so much for coming back and being on the show. Oh, man, thank you so much for having me. This was a fun time. What a blast. It really was. Um, and everybody, we're going to make sure that you can uh, find out more about uh, Nicole's new book, uh, her new podcast. Oh, real quick, actually, tell us a little bit about your new podcast that's coming out. Yes, yes. It is called Hey Sis, and it is a podcast that I'm working on with my sister. And it is a podcast about women finding their focus and place in business, art, culture, and life. Nice. So we're just hearing women's stories, hearing how they got to where they are and how they are making it work for themselves. That's great. That, I could stand to listen to that. Uh, that <laughs> would probably be very helpful, uh, as scattered as I feel these days. Um, so, uh, everybody, we're going to link you up to, to that and all of Nicole's projects. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And, everybody, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blue. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.